Hi, I'm Dr. Divina Lopez, a board-certified pediatrician with over 10 years of experience in pediatrics, and you are listening to Dancing into Parenthood. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Healing Conversations. This is episode number three. This is like third location. So hopefully third time's a charm because it looks like um, number three is the lucky number for this episode. Um, So we have Mari Vega with me today. And um, I'm part of Healing Conversations. The reason why I decided to start this weekly um, video or chat conversation with everybody is because you know going through this pandemic at this point in time I feel like we've already accepted that this is going to be something for the long haul um and we're just kind of like in a funky period but I wanted to bring people on who are really like thriving during this pandemic and for me Mari is one of those people um because right now she's a co-author of a book called Diamond Minds she has the first chapter, there it goes. Um, and you know, she talks about her healing journey with breastfeeding. And this is the perfect time to be talking about it because August is National Breastfeeding Month. And this week especially is the, right? The yep. um, National Breastfeeding Week. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it was just perfect timing. You know, actually she was supposed to be like, the week later and, and something happened with my guest for this week so it, all of this was supposed to happen for a reason and maybe this third time is happening for another reason um Classic. we don't know <laughs> hey jen how are you um hey. so so now we're doing it on zoom because we had already attempted to do it on instagram first in our backyards then inside of the house and the you know, we had some technical difficulties. So, um, so now we're at the third attempt at recording this and we're on a zoom. So whoever's on, if you want to participate, it would be great if we could be interactive. Um, if you want to just chat, you can do that too. Nope. (laughs) Uh, so welcome. I'm happy to have you, Mari. You know, I, I definitely, I'm a person who admires you, um, your strength as a woman, all of the things that you have accomplished. And um, I think she's just a phenomenal person. You know, she, she has a lot of great energy. She's truly herself. She shows life the way it is as a family. Um, you know, there's no covering up. Like, she shows it all. And I really love that about her because, you know, for me, I'm very much the opposite. Like, I'm always afraid, right? And I'm always like, oh, I have to look like a certain way. And I have to, um, you know, do things a certain way. I have a lot of pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and so, you know, because we, we want everything to look a certain way all the time, a certain aesthetic, or we want to portray that we have this certain lifestyle, we don't really show who the real us, like who are, who are we, what, what's really going on in our lives? Because we say, oh, that looks too messy. I don't want to show that part of me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I have to applaud you for that because you're out there, girl, and I love that about you. Um, you know, you show your kids in the morning, you show yourself in the bed, no makeup on. Um, so That was a process, that's a story. <laughs> you know it's it's tough i'm like wow you know you're really just showing it all and i think people really appreciate that about you because because that's real life right like what what are we always trying to hide when everybody goes through it and it's like that's what brings shame to certain parts of our lives because we want to cover it up and pretend like that doesn't happen in our lives and and, you know right now during this pandemic i think you know a, a lot of adjustments have been made um People are trying to figure it out. Earlier when we were recording, you were talking about how people have either learned to pivot and like make things work out in their life, or you're still like trying to figure it out. And it feels really, yeah, she's very transparent. <laughs> she's very relatable. I agree. Um, you know, we're, we're in this like really funky place. Yeah, so many people can relate because that's what really happens, right? We're not like... There's no such thing as anything looking perfect. Like, 
absolutely not that goes out the door i think you know a lot of times we're trying to keep up with everybody thinking that their life is just so much better than ours and trying to impress or whatever and that's just that's just not real so thank you so much mari for coming on Attempt. You know, interestingly enough, we actually, I just turned on my IG live while we're talking and it's, it looks like it's working perfectly and a bunch of, of people are joining us. I'm just saying hi there. So we'll just tag team it all. Okay. Uh, so the, do you want to, to like do two cameras? No, no, no. It, the Zoom is here. My phone is here. So we'll do an engaging conversation with everyone. Okay. So thank okay. you to everyone who is making it work. We will meet you salud, right salud. Salud. We will meet you where you're at. Salud. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Nina. And I just, I just don't even know where to start because it, it was not popular, okay? The first time that I was like, wait a minute. Um, this is not really what motherhood looks like. It's not these beautiful Instagram feeds. Like, that. I'm not capable of these beautiful photos. And I'm not going to kill myself to be this, like, Instagram mom. Mm -hmm. And I remember I used to tell my stepmom, like, hey, um, I'm doing this project. And like I started, it, it was called Under Construction Madi. It was like a new Instagram oh. handle that I had made that uh -huh. I hidden that is very private. To this day, it's very private. And it was only people I actually knew that I allowed to follow my journey. So what's really okay. cool about that is that I literally have the documentation of how I started being raw and vulnerable as I was going through it, as I was practicing like the concept of being open and honest yes. um, about maybe the ugly parts of myself and like not so attractive things. And yeah. I remember I telling my stepmom about the project and I'm like, oh, I just see a future where like people, I'd rather like share, like we're all the same. In fact, I was, I was crying Monday night. I, I, I'm such an empath that sometimes I feel like I'm crying for the whole world. Like I was like, yeah. my husband knew it was coming. He was like, come here, gave me one of those hugs. And, and I started crying because I was so, I was like, yo, the world, 80% of us are all sharing the same pain. Oh, probably more than 80%, yeah, more. more. And we're not brave enough in our own reasons to hi Woody <laughs> to, um, to be open and honest. To see. This is real motherhood. <laughs> real motherhood. Join our conversation, Poppy. Look, this is this is her son joining us for the conversation. <laughs> so, you know, I think that people are now catching on to this vibe of like behind the scenes, real life, authenticity, yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. But I'm yeah. like, meanwhile, you know, four years ago when I was um, thrown into motherhood, mm. it was a rough, rough patch. And I think a year into it, I realized something needed to change. And yeah. it was, honestly, it was my body was actually full of the pain that I was holding and it was manifesting itself and all the stress and the toxicness of my environment literally mm. was causing me so much debilitating pain that after a year of physical therapy, my physical therapist was like, have you ever thought of guarding your energy? Cause like you've done, I, I got two cortisol, two rounds of cortisol shots in my neck which was oh so God. scary. It wasn't like yeah. bad, like a needle is like going into your vertebrae and you feel yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. at the time I was 29 and I'm like, why am I 29 feeling like I have the back of a 75 year old? Like I'm too young to be feeling this pain and nobody can tell me why I'm feeling this pain. Oh and my so finally one day that PT tells me that and I go what guard my energy he goes yeah look up Reiki crystals like just um and I think you should go to more yoga and I was like okay and he literally took me on a medical leave from work for six weeks and I was on a very um committed like yoga m massage acupuncture chiropractic care 
like okay. therapy. Um, and it was life-changing. And I actually went back to that toxic work environment, like with my diffuser and my essential oils. And um, I like put up a whiteboard and I put like mm -hmm. the, the positive quote of the week. And I was like, nobody is messing with my energy when I had to go back to that work environment. I was like, I will find my way to get out of this work environment. Um, but you know, this is something that kicked in also that I had learned earlier in my career, which was life is only 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. To yeah. And that's honestly what I've chosen to kind of, I, earlier I talked about resiliency, where resiliency is the ability to bounce back. And it's a muscle that I have had to uh, exercise throughout my life. So right. when COVID hit, right, everyone's going through different waves of emotions, but eventually my, my resiliency kicked in and was like, okay, you need to survive this. Let's get you to a place where you're comfortable, where you're no longer having to survive and you can just thrive in this chapter of your life. And so right. I keep saying 2020 is canceled, but I'm like, why is there a rush to go back? Were you really living your best life? Were you really living the, the ultimate dream? And for some people that might be the case, but there's a Buddhist prayer mm -hmm. that, that says like, I pray for difficult times because through difficult times, That's I can grow everything yes exactly and and I'm, I'm a true testament of that but it's so funny i didn't know about this whole like energy um your path right because you know how so lately i've been telling Mari, and she's been helping me out because she does um hr so i, I just recently quit one of my jobs um, it's out there you told the public yeah so i <laughs> right just now party <laughs> um, so I'm going to share this with you, Mari, because this is what happened to me. So I, you know, I asked for her advice because she does HR and I was like, Mari, I need your help because, you know, I need to know what are my rights as an employee and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. But so what ended up happening was that I chose at this point in my life to make a, a completely different decision about how I practice medicine. And what I want to do is do a blend of what I traditionally do in medicine, which is what I've learned in medical school. But then I also want to incorporate this energy medicine that I've been learning about because there are real energy fields in your body. They're the meridians that we hear about in acupuncture. And so I want to kind of blend like Eastern and Western medicine. And I'm trying to still figure out like, how can I do this? Because this is something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. And I don't have it figured out, but I know I will figure it out. It's something that I think that people are looking for. I, I want to teach people how to teach their children how to do it because ultimately, and I truly believe this as a physician, like we are healers of ourselves. Just the way Mari healed herself with her terrible back pain and people like carry so much stress in their body that that's how their body reacts. Like you get these muscles, but I've had these, this terrible um, pain in this left arm this entire time that we've been home and and you know I, I'm not a person who's sick I'm not a person who ever feels pain really I'm, I'm pretty like healthy and and you know I am getting older but I haven't had pains or stuff like that um so I know it's stress related and so I'm working on it and some days I'm pain free and then other days I feel a little more I don't know um but I've been learning about this energy medicine and it's amazing how Yes, I, you know, a person can just heal themselves. You don't necessarily have to go to a doctor. And I don't like when people are on a million different medications. Mm -hmm. You know, like my goal is always like, let's try to reduce. What can we take out of this equation? Because sometimes what ends up happening is that your body chemistry changes so much to actually like allow this medicine to come in. And it's, it's not doing you any good. Mm -hmm. And I don't treat adults. I treat kids. But I do think that we can teach kids how to use energy medicine themselves so that they can help themselves through anxiety. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that kids also start to manifest at a very young age. Uh, you know, maybe it's because some experience that they have, maybe it's stuff that comes from their family. There's all sorts of things. But I think that, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to really bring this out to everybody. Um, but it's something that, 
I feel so dedicated to at this point. And it, it, like I said, it will eventually happen where I can bring it out to everyone uh, in my own way. Uh, I think, you know, for me right now, I'm just trying to also figure out legally, you know, what can I do? Is it a, a liability? Because I am a physician, so I have to worry about um, that sort of thing. But, you know, that's something that is coming down the road. So, you know, uh, I would say like send me your blessings and everything because that's something that I, I really want to do for people. I, I, at one point I was even thinking, do I get out of medicine altogether because I don't like what's going on? Um, you know, this whole like funkiness with the virus, it's not just a virus, right? And I keep saying this, like, it's not just about a virus that's happening right now. There's something else going on. There's a whole shift going on in this world. Uh, you know, some people say it's the whole fifth dimension. I feel it. We all feel it in some way. Some people can express what's going on. Um, but there's definitely something going on. And me personally looking at how can I help other people, you know, first I was like, let me try doing this where we can actually talk and interact and get together and try to heal each other because through stories you heal each other mm -hmm. you know like you hearing Maddie's story right now you're like oh my god I've been going through that myself like you know maybe I need to look into other ways to help myself um because there are there's so many other things like you know a doctor's visit is not usually the end of anything um I, I think you know the way we're trained in medicine um it's unfortunate that we don't really take the whole body into account or they don't teach really this whole energy part of it. Like I would love for that to become a thing in medical school because I think that's so important. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what actually comes out. I really hope that this is something that more doctors will look into also, you know, more healers, nurses, there's so many people who we know it in the medical field. Like there's something more, there's something more, I, you know, I'm not a big pharma person. I don't like that that's a whole business and they make a lot of money. Um, you know, there's some other way to practice, which I think is a, a, probably a whole lot better. Um, well, I, I have some thoughts. One, yes. We need you to gain, changing the game. Uh, you know, I want to just highlight Jennifer's comment because she's an educator, she's a teacher, and she sees how anxiety is impacting a lot of kids. Speaking yeah. of anxiety, right? Anxiety is going to keep rising. Why? Because we are living in different times and our bodies were not created at times to deal with the certain things we're experiencing. I was talking to a mother and, and she was saying, um, you know, like, she's coming back to work. She's, and actually multiple mothers are coming to me at work and you know, they're stressed. They're back to work. This oh, oh, right. yeah. and, and their brains aren't on. Why aren't your brains on quick scientific fact that I'm sure Dr. Lopez will validate is <laughs> our brains are literally like focused on baby because our human body is aware that we yeah. have an offspring that needs us for survival. Right. So that's called, physiological, yeah. Yeah, that's called a physiological response, right? Yeah. And when, when we are put away from our baby and in a situation that is not related to baby, your body and your brain are like, no, 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 no. Take, care of, baby, take care of the baby. It's literally, it's physiologically, scientifically happening. Yeah. Right. Mom brain is a real thing. Google it. The whole point here is to say, we're living in a world that is not in America giving mothers the support they need. Secondly, everything you just said about medicine needing to be holistic and needing to come together. Boy at the hundred percent. I was actually just on a call last night. I know you're aware of Enlightenhood, but yeah. if you aren't aware of Enlightenhood, <laughs> contact me because I'm an Enlightenhood mentor. I can give you a free two week subscription. Okay. And um, they have an entire amazing program where it's kind of like a community of like-minded, spiritual, awoke, awakening, awoken yeah. mothers. Yeah, mothers. Um, and yeah. the tagline yeah. is really like coming out of the spiritual closet in many senses of that word, whether it's conscious parenting, whether it's tools for healing and health and other alternative medicine. There's just so much. And so I am an enlightened hood mentor and I'll be announcing That's cool. more soon. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, when you were talking about 
like your arm hurting, right? Um, when this book came out, can I just say, I never in my life thought people would read my book and hit me up and say, like, you brought me to tears. Um, I've been dealing with this depression episode. I've been dealing with this anxiety. I've been, I've been a million things. People have come out of the woodworks. And um, there's a whole section where I basically tell people, like, you're supposed to have a positive relationship with stress. Like, stress is supposed to motivate you and give your body the energy to go do the thing that, that you, you need to be do. stressed about, right? right? But it's leaking out in different ways because we're not even using um, stress the way we're supposed to be. And we're in, un in, you know, not healthy relationships with stress. And in the book, I say, let's identify if you have a pattern of physical symptoms that are potentially caused by stress because people don't know that stress is manifesting itself in your body. That's why when you look at certain people, look at my shoulders, guys, look at my shoulders. I should look back and find some pictures. I used to live like this. Yes, like, when you're all tense, my stress level, yes, yes. yes. I'm on a million, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I didn't know that. Also, a lot of people experience low energy, headaches, digestive issues. I can't stress yes. that enough. Because the brain and the stomach are connected. There's the same sort of cells in both places. So you know how when you're anxious and you're thinking all these thoughts, your stomach starts, you're like, oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom. I have diarrhea. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to do... It's the reaction that your body has to stress. And let me just say one other thing that you're bringing up, you know, the stress, how, yeah, stress is... Um, you know, having a stress reaction for a short period of time helps to get you motivated to do the things you need to do. But the thing is that we're in a constant, constant, constant stress. And what ends up happening is that your hormones, your cortisol hormone especially, is always high. And then what ends up happening from that is all the other reactions that you're having in your body. The weight gain happens, the low energy happens, the foggy thinking happens. It's all connected to each other. So that's the other thing. We're having this very imbalance of our hormones, which is making us feel a certain way. And you feel really crappy and you feel very depressed and the anxiety just continues and you can't get anything done. What ends up happening actually is the opposite. You feel very unmotivated and stagnant. And then you're very dissatisfied with your life because you're like, wait a minute. Why can't I get anything done? Why am I not being productive? Why is my life so sucky? Like, how can I make it better? But you're in this like phase where you can't get out of it. And then what ends up happening, you go to the doctor and they tell you you're depressed and they give you an antidepressant. And then they tell you, you know what? Now maybe your sugar is getting high because this cortisol is high all the time. So maybe now you're pre-diabetic. Maybe now we have to give you metformin. And so there's all these prescriptions and prescriptions and prescriptions. And you start taking a load of medications and maybe you start feeling better for like a few weeks and then you feel real shitty afterwards. It's like, oh my God, I can't get out of this. I, yeah, because you're treating the constant. symptoms. You're not treating why something is happening. What's really going on. So right. when you keep treating the symptoms, you're going to keep experiencing it. For example, listen, therapy. Okay, let's talk about therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy is a big piece of healing for a lot of people. I went to a talk therapy um, counselor when I finally ended up finding someone that fit for me. And I saw her for four years of my life. Wow. And up until that point, I had tried many times, especially because I was so fortunate to go to a college that offered it for free. So right. I kept trying to go to different people, but I also probably wasn't using the right terminology about what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And so later on in my life, whatever, I had this really big fight with a family member. I broke down in tears. It must have been like a fountain of things. And that's the person that word vomited all over. Yeah. And so I worked with her to fix some of my issues. So then I was like, hey, I'm kind of happy. I kind of think I don't need to see you anymore. Like we went from like weeklies to biweeklies to monthlies. And I felt really good that I knew how to take the tools and treat the symptoms and the symptoms yeah. were better. And therefore I got to some of the core items and work through them. So one mm -hmm. thing, 
too many people are going to doctors or physical therapy, chiropractic care, whatever it is. Some of the things are maintenance, but be careful because if it's not maintenance and if you're not walking away with knowing how you're treating the core issue, are you creating a, like a clutch for yourself, like a crutch for yourself? Because some people go to talk therapy forever and I don't feel like I see some progress. I'm kind of like, yeah, what's going on here? And I feel like that's a relationship you have to constantly be pivoting on because now I'm at a point in my life where I have totally different things I want to work through. Um, like it's, through for my expansion to continue to mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. I'm actually shopping for a new um therapist not from a place of like detrimental I'm broken self-help I grow. Right. Yeah. but self-help yeah. and healing doesn't have to be a negative connotation just like stress is supposed to be positive but a lot of us are experiencing it in negative amounts so I, I just want to like pivot all this thinking well, you know, that that's the other thing, right? Like we often, this is my son, what's going on? <laughs> real mom moment here. Okay, real okay. Mom, real okay, life. okay, let me finish this first. Um, <laughs> okay, later, later. Um, so what I wanted to say was a lot of times we are victims of something right we we hold ourselves like we we talk like we are being victimized and we have to stop that like you know this pandemic is keeping us all down because it's a virus going on and blah 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 like stop 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 being a victim and take take accountability for yourself so you know like sometimes people are oh i'm a victim of like i go to therapy so much and nothing's really coming out and i don't know stop keep your like hold yourself accountable for what goes on in your life Hold yourself accountable for your own healing because only you can do it. Nobody else is going to do it. You cannot come to Dr. Lopez and say, I'm going to cure you. That's not, that's not my job, actually. You know, like Mm -hmm. my job is I try to empower everybody who comes to see me because I think that as part of my practice of medicine, what makes me happy is if I can make a parent feel empowered about what's going on with their child. I don't want them to feel like I'm the person who's in control. I'm not. I'm not in control of what goes on in your child's health. You know, yes, you can come to me. I'm going to give you good advice. I, you know, I'm dedicated to that because I feel like that. That's not the way every doctor thinks, right? Some doctors think the very opposite. Like, yeah, I am the person in control. You're going to come to me and I'm going to do whatever. But I don't think that's a good way to practice medicine. I think that you should always try to teach people that you are in control of your own health, right? If you want to feel good, do things like Mani said, you know, if whatever it is that you like. If you like to connect to nature, I love to be out in nature. That sweet air, the views, the animals, all of that makes me feel better. You know, the water, I have to listen to it. I have to be in touch with me, nature constantly, constantly. Because when I'm away from a long time, I could tell. If I don't meditate every day, I don't feel like myself. If I don't journal every day, I don't feel like myself because I didn't give the time to my own health, right? It's not just about eating healthy and about getting enough water. There's so much more to it. Like you have to connect to yourself as a spiritual being because Yes, you have a body while you're here, but if you don't like heal that spirit and you keep ignoring that, you're not going to get where you want to be optimally. Like you want to function as a human being here on earth, you have to function and bring both together your body and your spirit. How do you like balance the two? Because once your spirit feels good, your body will function in a whole nother way, which is also like something that I've been thinking about because as I'm getting older, I'm wondering how do I keep my body young and you know like I love having good energy because for me like people never think I'm the age that I am they always think I'm much younger because I have good energy because I'm like yeah let's do this let's go out let's do whatever um and I think that's what keeps you young you could be 70 and have that sort of energy and no one's ever gonna believe that you're 70 it's just it, you know you have to know how to take care of both if you know how to take care of your spirit, your body will definitely follow along. But you have to pay attention to that part. You know, like people want to ignore that that piece exists. Oh and- my gosh, I ignored it for so long. First of all, you got like a few yeses, yes, when you were just speaking. Um, so I just wanted you to know. Good, good, but good. 
for so long, I used to try to journal because all the books said journal, 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 journal. And I literally vividly recall writing like a heart and then being like my, because my mind and my heart and my gut weren't in alignment. Like my mind wanted this, which was working from my ego. Like I wanted to wear certain clothing and certain brands and I wanted money and all these things. And then my heart was like, I care for these kinds of people. So why do I have these kinds of other friendships that aren't this kind of friendship? I was all over the place. And then like with my gut, I was literally ignoring my gut feelings about like bad romantic relationship decisions knowingly, not going up in the heat with my eyes closed. I was like, I know this person is bad for me, but I'm going to keep exploring this until I feel I'm done and ready with this. And that kind of behavior, it happened for years, for years I was doing that in this pattern, like where I was literally awake to the damage I was doing to myself. But what happens is the same thing. I was so cognizant about working out, eating good, but I was never taking care of my mind, taking care of my heart, releasing my frustrations, releasing my sadness in, in positive ways. Right. I would Mm -hmm. drink, I would go party. So I could forget what I was going through. I wasn't dealing Mm -hmm. with the things, you know? So when you said that, it really mattered to me because I think a lot of times if we listen to the little voice in our head, it's actually trying to come out. Mine was coming out, trying to come out for years, um, trying to whisper to you like the answers. And so one of the things I say a lot to people is like, be your own guru. I think we're too... Um, into finding external answers to our problems with medicine. Yeah, I'm sure everyone goes to you. They're like, what's wrong with my kid? Tell me what's wrong with my kid because we're going to know what's wrong. And then you might not even have an answer. So then I'm going to go find an answer because I know there's supposed to be an answer of what's wrong. Instead of like asking yourself what's wrong with your kid, asking yourself, seeing what feels right. Um, and I'm just curious if you have found that where it's like, you've almost like, are people looking at you? Like you need to have an answer as a doctor. There are people like that. I mean, and, and again, I think sometimes it's just to have someone to blame if something doesn't go right, because people don't want to take the responsibility for themselves. And, you know, just like you said, like you're the one with all the answers. Okay. Here, you could do as many pictures as you like. He wants to take pictures. He's a photographer. <laughs> um, so, you know, part of that looking for the answer outside, outside, you're giving your power away. You have to believe that you are a powerful being, right? You have answers. They're inside of you. You have to, yes, it's, it's not easy to get those answers, right? Because it's like, wow, it took me. Oh my God, years before I could really sit down and meditate even for like three minutes. It took me years. The first time my friend was like, Divina, let's do this 21 day meditation challenge. I was like, I don't know about that. That's not me. You know, I I was always a person that was rushing, rushing, rushing to the next thing to, you know, to keep up with school, to keep up with my profession, to keep up with the Joneses, to keep up with everything um, that I wasn't the person who tuned in to myself. So I know, I know because I lived that life, right? Of looking for the answers everywhere else and giving my power away to everyone. Um, And what ended up happening is that like, it took me so many years of actually trying to get back into that because it, it felt good and awkward. Like there was something that felt really satisfying about it. And there was something that felt like, oh, what am I doing? Um, and I couldn't believe that I was becoming this like hippie-ish kind of person. Like, what is that? Um, mm-hmm. because I never, I never accepted that as a, as a lifestyle that I thought was something I wanted to live. I, you know, same thing. I wanted to have the big house, the Mercedes Benz, you know, the amazing wardrobe. Um, and I still do like, I love to have nice things. Don't get me wrong, people. It's not that I'm like, you know. I, I still believe that money is important. We still have to have some sort of lifestyle, a standard that we feel is good for us, right? I no longer feel like I need to keep up with anybody, though. That's the difference. The difference is that I'm very satisfied now with my life. 
I was very unsatisfied before because I never felt like I could get to whichever goal of, you know, whatever I saw on social media or my friends or whatever. Um, and so I always felt like something was missing, something was missing, but I, you know, for me, it was always something material before. And now I know that my God, nothing is actually missing from my life. I have too much. And when you understand that part, that you really have everything you actually need, anything else that comes in is just like a plus, 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 right? I now feel whole. I don't judge myself because I have cellulite on my thighs. I don't feel that way anymore. I used to hate my body. Oh my God, because I wanted it to be so slim because I wanted to have this perfect looking everything, you know? Um, and I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I'm so happy actually with my life now because now I look at everything and I'm like, wow, it's amazing that I have created this life that I never thought I was going to love. I, I never thought I was going to love my life because I always felt like I was never going to get to whatever I wanted. And now when I look around, I say, oh my God, I can't believe how much I love my life. I can't believe how fortunate I am that I have my son, that I have the hair to breathe, you know, the birds in the morning. I love all those things now. And I never used to notice those things before. And I, I do think that it took my son to come into my life for me to even realize that stuff because he's a very slow paced person. And, you know, I've always been like, Bobby, let's go. We have to go wherever. And he'll be like, mommy, but let's look at this. or let's do that. Beautiful puppy. <laughs> And, and because of that, because I had to slow down because of him, that's when I started noticing the trees, the rustling leaves, you know, all those little things that I'm like, man, I missed out on all of this for so long because I was always too focused on stuff that wasn't present in my life. But, you know, slowly but surely, you know, starting with a minute of meditation, two minutes of meditation, as I started looking into myself. That's when I started to feel the power that I actually had. And from there, then I could incorporate certain things. And from there, I could hear the flow and the path that I should be taking. And I don't have answers. I don't. Like, just like I told you right now, like, goodness, how do I blend these two things? You know, I keep trying to find the answer. I keep, you know, I, I reach out to attorneys. I'm like, how do I do this? How do I do this? Um, I already found the course that I know that I want to take. Um, but then it's like, okay, I've taken so many courses because I keep trying to figure out like what to do, but I'm like, no more courses. Like, yeah, you need to like figure out, sit down and figure this thing out so you can actually do it. So you can bring it to people because I, I truly, I truly love what I do. I love, love decomposition. What I don't love is the insurance companies that make you rush what I don't love is that knock on the door from the medical assistant telling me, hello, you got, you know, you went over your time with the patient. I can't stand that part. And for me, that's just not the way I will ever practice medicine. I, I refuse. I refuse, you know? Um, that, and that's the thing is I have the same exact meditation story, the same exact journey. I started. We have a lot of the app, similar stories. On that headspace. <laughs> And I started with their little animations that are one, two, three minutes long. And I started that way. And um, I just want to take a moment to say, I keep getting a lot of, Madi, you look so good. Madi this, Madi that. You have been the wall. My yeah. weight has not changed this entire time. All right? <laughs> I'm, I'm literally glowing because yeah. I'm working on my inner self. And the yeah. ugly is getting worked through and being dismissed. And I went to the beach for the first time, like, I don't know, a month and a half ago. And I was in a bathing suit postpartum with my second child, right? And 15 pounds more than I ever was from like where I ended up after the first child. And I was not thinking about my weight. For all the women that are tuned in right now, the fact that I was in a bathing suit, not thinking about my weight. I was enjoying myself. I was enjoying the sounds of the waves. I was enjoying the sand. I was enjoying the sun on my body. I was enjoying watching my daughter play in the sand. I wasn't focused on expending so much energy thinking about my body in this bathing suit. Because when you love yourself from inside, it comes out. So it's still here. Okay. <laughs> it hasn't gone away. 
I just have a different relationship with my body and it yeah. shows, yeah. it shows. You have, you have to really um, appreciate what your body has done for you in order to like start loving it. You know, like for me, I always have these huge thighs and these big arms and I'm like, goodness gracious. But I'm like, oh my God, my arms that carried my baby the whole time. My, my arms that carried my baby, um, he's seven and a half and I still yeah. carry, you know, like my thighs that I love dancing. And I'm like, my goodness, my legs have always been dancing legs. You know, this is just, you have to start focusing on all those beautiful things that your body has done for you and sh like give it love, give yeah. it love, love yourself because yes, we have mom bodies. And so what? We've carried kids. Like that's normal, but right? Also carrying kids is what made me be like i'm the bomb okay so let's talk about breastfeeding real quick my body has done all of this breastfeeding is really hard but what i think people don't recognize is the gratification factor like yes it is hard but first of all let's pause for a second this baby yesterday didn't have to think about breathing having a certain temperature for their own body like eating, swallowing. This baby is like, what is happening? Do you go to a new job and you know what you're doing in three days? In three days, you know what you're doing. You're killing it at work. You know everything. Yeah. Guys, have some it's a learning patience. Curve. It's a learning curve. So what bothers me is that we're not supporting women to get through that learning curve, to get mm -hmm. to the point where that them and baby know what the hell they're doing so they can get to a point of gratification and then yeah. you're like whoa i created a human i birthed a human a, a human came out of my body and i survived it and now i'm sustaining this baby's life outside of my body with breast milk nothing can take away the gratification of what your body is capable of doing more than breast milk i mean that's why I just want to give moms that extra love, like that extra boost and the hormones help. The longer you breastfeed, the more hormones that you have that go towards helping um, your body feel good about what you're doing. Love your baby and helps with postpartum. It's all science. It's all science. It's backed by science too. But yes. that's my whole thing with breast is gold is that it's not about formula or breast milk. Oh, motherhood is already hard enough. So yeah. why add the additional additional guilt and trauma with the whole fed is best, breast is best? Why not just be like, yo, it's the bomb, it's golden, it's the it's like the best, like let's go for it. And if and, and when real measurable situations occur, like mental health, like baby having difficulty, like baby not gaining weight, yes, take precautions. Yeah. However, it is an undeniable fact that like these things are meant to help you, not to hurt you. And I think we're getting real lost in society and in marketing campaigns. And yes. you know, people don't look stuff up nowadays, right? We're real quick to like things and spread false information and, and not yeah. really look back at, at everything and know the facts. So, you know, I think we just all have a, a grander appreciation. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes, it takes motherhood by trial and fire and error. Yeah. When, and then when you start figuring things out things change so like so right. actually you know now that you're saying the whole thing about the breastfeeding on my the blog that i write for um new york city tastemakers this week i wrote about my breastfeeding experience That's which right. i said you have to be gentle with yourself because it's a learning curve like there's no way i don't care how many breastfeeding um courses you did before the baby comes you your baby and you are both learning when the baby finally arrives so, you know, the baby is very fussy and they're hungry sometimes and they're just like all over the place and you can't coordinate with them and you, you know, you can't give up. You, you just have to be like, let me keep trying, let me keep trying, let me keep trying, you know, like that little engine that could just keep going, just keep going. And, you know, I, I always say, I don't put any pressure on any moms. You do what you think you can do. Okay. If you can do breastfeeding exclusively, great. I loved it. You know, the first few days were really tough, but I dedicated myself to it because that was important to me. Um, you know, if you feel it's too much pressure and it's getting you down, then do a little bit of formula, a little, little bit of breast until you really got it going, and then you could go, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
don't have that guilt. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I think that kind of also like messed me up in my head because I put weight. Again, like I told you, I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself all the time to achieve certain things. And so I don't recommend anyone to do that to themselves. I don't know why yeah. I do that to it's myself. It's terrible. And we all do it. The first time mom, like oh my God, pressure, horrible. insane. It's horrific. Yeah. And it's like, you wouldn't even treat like a stranger like that. Why do you do that to yourself? The, the, the way we speak to ourselves, the way we're so disappointed in ourselves, it's like, stop, you know, stop it. Speaking um, of that. I bring that up in the book. I talk about how I have a little pet peeve with, and I might get some haters on this. I don't know, but I have a little pet peeve with, um, with the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. Because yeah. We don't treat ourselves the way we want to be treated. So first treat yourself the way you want to be treated. And, and then also that, that creates an expectation because if you treat yourself the way you want to be treated, you come from a place of kindness and, and manners. And for example, with the whole Black Lives Matter, right? Everybody is like, I read this post yesterday. It was like a woman saying like, how can I, I love people of all races. Like I know there's a problem in, with, with how we're, we're treating black people. I love black people. Well, how can I make them feel that I'm not one of these racist white people when I'm out in the street? And I just, I had just like sat down and happened to, and I don't usually get into these conversations with people or anything like on the internet. Like I'm not an internet troll, <laughs> but cause this is like a very popular page. So she has like a, you know, she already had like 300 comments, but I'm like, let me add my two cents here because why are we actually thinking about how do I go tell you that I'm here for you? How do we do that? As being a good a good hearted, whole, wholesome part of your community. Just like you would open the door for someone, just like you would open the door for someone, you would say good morning, you would say have a good day, you would, whatever you would say, treat everybody as thing. It's not that you have to go out of your way to treat black people kinder so that they know you aren't. That's not part of being anti-racist. It's that you're mixing the message. That's, that's the guilt. That's the guilt. That's the guilt. And so I just brought that up because she was a breastfeeding mother page. So, but, um, you know, I said, if you just go about it, just treating everyone with dignity, love, and respect, what just you anybody, could, everybody. Right, what you could focus be. on, which is what I'm focusing on with the Breast is Gold campaign, what you could focus on is expanding the horizon of those that are not on the same page with you. So how about you help us educate privileged representing white race people that includes ourselves as latinos because mm -hmm. we are not a race we are an ethnicity so you know when we start to see ourselves able to educate those that are still on their learning curve to expand their horizons that's where you could put your effort that's where it needs because that black person in the supermarket doesn't give a shit about you and and what you want to go out of your way to tell them you're operating from a place of guilt and so, so when you're a mom and 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 your and your partner or your um, sister mother whoever is helping you your friend they come in there and they're like from a place of guilt being from a place of um, wanting to help offering the formula and offering like just give up and, and their form of help is not breastfeeding like look at you you're suffering like don't do that it doesn't matter and then the guilt inside of you grows because you're not making a decision that you necessarily thought through and wanted to make. You're now being pressured to stop pursuing your goal in face of doing what is easier, quote unquote, by the people around you. So my message is like, hey, supportive, quote unquote, people, start supporting that mom. Like you support people who run marathons. Like you support people who have extreme determination after a tragedy happens and they lose a limb and they go run a marathon with like, you know, a false yeah. leg, and you're like, oh yeah. my God, treat yeah. moms the same way. Educate yeah. people about the amount of hours. Breastfeeding exclusively for a whole year is more full time hours than working a four year real job. Yeah. Real job. So be like, yo, that's that takes strength. That's what I want is like the people who are supposed to be supporting for them to carry the message along for them to move that message forward instead of being like, I'm going to be here for that mom and say I support her by telling her her goals aren't worth pursuing. That's the yeah. same thing with the Black Lives Matter. Like, 
that that's just like a whole like unconditional love sort of thing though and and a lot of people don't even understand what unconditional love is like i got your back no matter what right no yeah. matter how ugly this is no matter how stupid this may seem or whatever i got your back like that's the kind of love we have for our kids right they could do the craziest tantrums. you see them coming in and out of this thing no matter what, and I tell him all the time, I don't, I don't care what sort of crazy thing you thought you just did, you better tell me what it is because I, I'm the person that has your back no matter what happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's that sort of support that you really need to have with anybody going through something, right? If you really, this little kid loves the camera more than I do. Um, so it's, it's that sort of thing. Like if you really want to support a mother, you have to kind of be there through thick and thin and not give up so easily yourself. Because what you're doing is saying like, I'm going to take the easy way out. So I'm going to give you the ticket to, it's okay to be easy about all of this because I kind of want to go back home. You know, like it's not okay to do that. Mm -hmm. Motherhood is really difficult. It's really messy. Um, there's so many parts of it that you're like, what? Puppy, please, please um that you're like what is going on and how how the hell do i get out of this right like when does stuff get better it does get better it takes time it takes a lot of courage to be a mom it takes so much love for yourself and for your kids i mean i i never in my life even thought that i wanted to become a mom like that was something that i knew was gonna be so hard that I was like, oh my God, I don't even think I'm meant for that. And but when I became a mother, it just poured out of me. Like I didn't even know that I was gonna be so in love with this part of my life. I never in my life thought that, never, never. I always wanted to be a professional. I always wanted to be, you know, this, whatever I thought a professional working woman was. Like that, that for me was what I wanted. Nothing that was gonna take me away from that. And oh my God, it was through all the messiness of motherhood that I became a person that I'm like, wow, I love who I became because of that. And that's what opened up so many doors. So, okay, you know, Divina, look at yourself. What are you doing? How are you loving other people? Even, you know, I was very, very selfish to my son coming into my life. Super selfish. If it didn't like do something better for me, I didn't want any part of it. Um, including in my relationships, you know, like very, very selfish. And now I'm the complete opposite. And I really, really love the person that I became because of that. Like, who knew that I wanted all of that? I had no idea. But the way motherhood changes you is usually for like the best, right? Like you become an amazing human being from motherhood. You know, and I hope that dads even take part of this because you can, through fatherhood, also evolve into a, a certain human being that you won't believe who, who you are, you know, because we evolve into that. It takes all of that. It, it took all of that for me to understand my mother. You know, I, I have so many, so many wounds with my mother. It took motherhood for me to understand and have a much better relationship with my mother. Um... And just to understand women in general, you know, like I, I was, I was very competitive all my life. And so, you know, now I, that, that goes out the door. Like I could care less. I, I, you know, I really feel like whatever has changed in me and, and, and what comes out is really for the best for everyone for what I could give as a physician for what I could give as a mother for what I could give as a friend as a sister as a everything and I think that's how we have to look at motherhood like you know don't don't think that anything is easy about it because it's not um and if you really want to be supportive of a mom don't take the easy way out yourself like be the tried and true friend like be there through thick and thin you know as a dad be there through thick and thin also because it's hard it's really hard it's hard for all of us yeah well I think just to bring us to a conclusion because we're also going to be um coming up on the hour so I know that 
and and uh, Rachel, I'll send you her account. Uh, she's a wonderful pediatrician. So thank you for thank sharing you. that in the chat. Um, what what you were getting at too is for those that you know are in a position right now where you're listening to us and you're kind of like, okay, I want to get there. Like, I how do you guys do it? It feels like it's so far. What can I do? I just want to remind you guys, like, what when people are like, how are you? How do you do it all? Like, you have a job. You're home with kids. It's pandemic. I'm not juggling 80,000 things at the same time. Yeah. What you're seeing is the products of consistency, yes. of showing up at, yes. at whatever pace I feel like showing up that day. Like last week, I decided to take a spiritual maintenance week. I was just not going to work on my business stuff. Mind you, it, it was like the launch of breastfeeding month. Okay. It was the launch of breastfeeding month. And the last breastfeeding week, and I'm like, I don't feel, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. It took me like seven days to to finally be like, all right, I'm feeling it, because I would have set that up in advance, but I didn't. I just was like, when I feel it. But what you're seeing is that the pace doesn't always have to be a sprint, Mm -hmm. right? And so again, that marathon example, it's just like you don't run a marathon. Matándote, killing yourself the whole way. You are yeah. going to take it pace by pace, step by step, and certain challenges are gonna, certain parts of that um, of that road are gonna be challenging, and and you're gonna prepare yourself for that. But you know whether you're in the position of supporting mothers, whether you're in the position of preparing for motherhood, whether you're in the position of in the middle of motherhood by fire, and you are burning up. Yeah. This what we hope you take from this healing conversation is it is us it is a long road and you are in one chunk of it. So also if you're a breastfeeding mother, what you're experiencing today is not it's going to be different a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. As Absolutely. your baby grows, your situation changes. Everyone yeah. gives up too because they think like that first week, second week, third week is horrendous. That's not the same experience I'm having now, 15 months in. It's a completely different experience. It's so easy, so, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. And I don't know if you have any last words, but I think I just wanted to bring all of this to make it feel like people know the next step. Because sometimes I think I heard these messages for a long time in my life, but I was like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm never going to meditate. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And I just want people to know that it is actionable. It's one foot in front of the other. And because I keep putting one foot in front of the other, I have a trail to look back at. But if I don't take those steps or worse, I take steps backwards, there is nothing to reflect on. You're still in the same place, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like, it, you know, everything in life brings you somewhere, right? So when you're in that really sticky situation that you don't really love too much, try to find out what is it that you're learning from that stage, right? Because kids grow really quickly anyway. So they grow into a new stage really, really fast. And then, you know, you're going to learn the next stage that's coming up. Um, and every kid is different. Every, you know, some kids are really easy and some kids are a little more difficult. And, you know, so you have to know your child and you have to know yourself and you have to be very forgiving of yourself because you're not going to have it figured out. I'm a pediatrician. I don't know everything that's going on with my kid. You know, like people tell me all the time, like, oh, you're so, you're lucky. And I'm like, no, that doesn't change anything. (laughs) You know, motherhood, motherhood. And going to medical school did not prepare me to have a, a child. You know, it actually you heard it here, right people. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here. Yeah, it puts too many things in your head, and then you're like, oh my god, is it this? Is it that? And you, you know, um, so be very forgiving of yourself as a mom. We're so forgiving with other people, not with ourselves. Let things go, and I mean, let it go. Not that you're always thinking and thinking and thinking. You just have to be like, you know what? Yeah you know (laughs) yeah and I'm okay and I made a mistake and you could even go to your child and be like you know what I messed up that wasn't so great what I did I do it all the time with my son and you know and you learn it's it's learning for both and you're actually teaching your child a lot when you do that right because you're also teaching them how to be a better human being so you know don't be afraid to to do those things so you know say when you messed up and ask like how can we do things better next time that's also okay there's nothing wrong with doing that i love treating my child like an adult i think you know um 
I think he's gotten a lot out of that. They're going to be kids, but teach them the right way to do things. You're the one who knows, right? Because you've already gone through those things. So be forgiving with yourself. Your child will be forgiving with you too. They, they love you no matter what you do. They always think you're amazing no matter what you do. So don't think you need to have it all figured out because nobody does. Nobody does. And if you think they do, you don't know what happens you're behind wrong. doors. <laughs> da, da, da. So thank you for having me on your Healing Conversations um, yes. platform. For those tuning in, it's usually on her IG Live. She is at Dr. Divina Lopez. And she is usually doing these on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we had a lot of inconveniences today, but we, we made it through. We made it through. The third time was the charm. So yeah. for those that tuned in for some of the things I have going on, my Breast is Gold campaign and t-shirt is popping. So let me know. If, uh, you can order me. Uh, you can DM me for pre-orders. Um, my IG link also has a link to my book. It's on Amazon for $9.99. It's also on Kindle for $2.99 download. So thank you for, you know, coming and supporting and all of this. Thank you, Mari. will be shared. Thank you. This. She really took over because I had to drive back. Thank you so much for, for doing this with me and, and, and hanging in there. It's no matter what, that's you. You see, that's why I love you because you you figure it out. You always do. We figure it out. We're the part of the Mama Tribe. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Bye. All right. Have a good night. Bye. To listen to more podcasts, please visit us at drdavinalopez.com and follow us on Instagram at drdavinalopez. Thank you for listening. Please keep in mind that all advice given in this podcast is general information. To understand your specific situation, you must consult with your pediatrician.